0: Hey everybody, Dan here. Uh, What you're about to hear is an episode of Country Club Atmosphere, which is the non-hockey podcast that Mike and I do over at our Patreon. Every month we do an episode where we talk about uh, any topic we want, as long as it isn't hockey. Uh, This is an episode about a TV show on Bravo called Vanderpump Rules that had a a pretty uh, crazy season that uh, Mike and I wanted to talk about. It's an episode that I know people wanted to hear, so I thought it'd be fun to Throw it out on the main feed, uh, let people check it out, and also get a sample of what Country Club Atmosphere is like. If you like it and enjoy it, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. You can sign up for one of our two subscription tiers, and you can get a Country Club Atmosphere every month. We also do a mailbag podcast that is exclusive to subscribers at Patreon. We also do uh, written posts and other bonus content, as well as offer ad-free episodes of our main shows, Islanders Anxiety and Weird Islanders. Plus, you will get exclusive early access to Islanders award winner season two this summer starting on August 1st. Uh, So thanks for listening and enjoy the Country Club atmosphere. I didn't see you there. It's the country club atmosphere exclusively for country club tier subscribers at the Islanders anxiety, Patreon. Thank you so much for your support and for your dough and for your ears. Uh, This is one I've been looking forward to for a very long time. And Mike, I know you're excited for this. (laughs) I don't don't know (laughs) if your wife, Emily is going to hear this or uh, whatever, but I I know that uh, her and I are going to be aligned on this. So are you ready to finally talk about Vanderpump rules and what has been dubbed the Scandal <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, I don't know. Some, <laughs> sometimes Emily listens right. to Islanders' anxiety, and sometimes she doesn't, and, and all the times that she listens, she just says, do people realize it's just you guys complaining about the Islanders when it's just <laughs> something that you don't need to even do? Like, you don't need to watch this team. It's not like a you're forced to. <laughs> um. But I think that if I told her about this episode, which I haven't done yet, mm. because I'm I'm unsure if I want her to listen to it, <laughs> um, because I don't want to embarrass her, that she, like, if I told her about it, I think she'd listen and then, like I said, be a little embarrassed with my, how I view Bravo. Um, and I will say, and I know that this is breaking the number one code of this spinoff off it's all right.
0: I, I, I got some sports metaphors to kind of make it a little yeah. for people to understand so that's Yeah, okay, so we we'll,
1: we'll, we'll, <laughs> let's break down we'll break down the fourth wall for this episode yeah. and um, the fact that this was all going on or being aired as Kyle Dubis was getting <laughs> fired by Toronto and the way that the Toronto media was reacting in the exact same way that Bravo! I don't know if Bravo fans, hardcores, have a kitschy little name, but Bravo well, you, diehards or
0: the Bravo holics,
1: Bravo holics <laughs> were, were and the 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 Toronto wing of the Athletic were mm. basically you could take the tweets and just set you know switch right. them you know Jonas you can put Jonas Siegel's name <laughs> on a Bravo famous Bravo holic blogger or yeah. podcaster and um, you'd say oh is that Jonas Siegel having a really hard time with the breakup between the Leafs and Dubis. Or is it about these these two right. people? Who I found out that the basis of this this entire show is that all these people just worked at the same bar.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll get into the whole, st- whole history of it and everything. And uh, but it's funny I hadn't even thought about that. Like the whole the soap opera from the Leafs the soap opera happening here, the reality show aspect of it, and now I'm a little mad that I didn't start a Twitter account, basically taking you know. Vanderpump Rules
1: screenshots
0: (laughs) and juxtaposing them. It's not
1: too late. You can you can maybe James Myrtle. I don't know. I don't know how your video editing skills are, (laughs) but you can definitely you can definitely find a way to yeah make it happen. It would. I mean, can you imagine a reunion episode?
0: Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the reunion in a little bit because it's a very important key aspect of what we're about to talk about. If Kyle Dubas grows a terrible mustache, then it will then be complete because uh, we got one of those, too. But uh, for those who are very confused about what we're talking about right now, um, we are going to be discussing a show on Bravo TV Network called Vanderpump Rules. And this last season that happened, uh, it involves a guy named Tom Sandoval and his cheating on his longtime girlfriend, Ariana Maddox. And it was called, so the whole thing was called the Scandaval, which is a very cool, funny way to put it. And uh, here we're going to joke about this, but all of this sort of real-life drama led to the show having its its best ratings in a long time and being actually interesting for the first time in about three seasons. So um, before we get into that, uh, so tell me a little bit how, like, what you're, sort of relationship with Bravo is we watch a lot. My wife and I, uh, we watch Vanderpump Rules. We watch a couple of the Real Housewives shows. We watch Top Chef. We used to watch Project Runway, but once Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum left, we stopped watching. So we watch Bravo. and We watch Below Deck. We watch uh, a couple other shows. So like we, we're we actually, we watch it pretty frequently. Um, obviously Emily is a, is a fan, but like, are you just sort of like, you have it on in the background. Have, have you found yourself watching it while she's not home? Because that's sort of like, the delineation oh, I, point. <laughs> w-
1: no. We, <laughs> we watch cuz well, I feel like Top Chef isn't really Yeah. It it's it, like it's, its own thing, I guess. It's from
0: a different era of Bravo. Right, uh, yeah. So I
1: wa- but, uh, yeah. we watch Top Chef pretty yeah. yeah. Uh you know, religiously. I think we've we've probably seen every episode of every season and uh I I mean, I I prefer I love Top Chef. Yeah. Um but I I do prefer Great British Baking Show <laughs> over over uh Top Chef because it does feel like and and I think this is the genius of uh Andy Cohen is what he's found a way to do is just make TV sh- TV shows into hour long commercials. Yes. Like it's just it Top Chef is just a commercial for S- Saratoga Springs water <laughs> and Mastercard <laughs> and BMW and the whatever. glad family um, of products. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> it, it used to how the what was the old sparkling water that they furnished by
0: pellegrino yeah pellegrino (laughs) right
1: yeah pellegrino and Hmm. and he's found a way to kind of yeah uh just make you think you're watching a television show but you're really just watching a an a commercial and right they don't even try anymore to (laughs) (laughs) some of the some of the challenges that they concoct make sure that they can get sardines or (laughs) butter on on the screen is
0: the long shots of the chefs driving from one place to another in their BMWs or Mercedes Benzes or whatever is, is always very like, yeah. Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) I mean, half, half of the competition is just making sure you can go to Whole Foods and find the right. Yes. That you better hope that they're stocked with language langoustines (laughs) because if they're not like you got to change your whole menu while you're standing in a, in a Whole Foods. Right. Yeah. Um, But yes, that is my, uh, the extent of my Bravo until, uh, yeah. until scandaval happened I, I mean i i've I, I'll, I'll i'll admit that i've watched some real housewives episodes with mm. uh emily over the years and uh some of them i've found to be very entertaining some, mm. some of them i think are just terrible i think mm. to to sum it up like top chef like you said is kind of off to the side yeah if i if you if i was found guilty of of like some crime and you you said like okay like how are you going to punish this guy if you made me watch uh, the one about like the 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 young people going to the oh, winter house, house and summer house, and yeah, those ones I just can't. Yeah, I, just, no. I find to be eye bleeding bad. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, I can't do those the summer houses and stuff.
1: Yeah, like that it's bad. those are terrible. Whereas, like, so like those would be the punishment. Real Housewives, I could, yeah. I can deal with. I think that they're um, be entertaining as, mm. as well. But um, I, like I said, I had very little knowledge of what vanderpump rule rules was i thought it was kind of like a competition and like <laughs> like a big brother kind of thing and then nah, yeah yeah i still I, don't really understand but
0: it's a competition for who's the biggest asshole in this friend group really um, right and the, and the standings are constantly changing but uh we'll, we'll get to that in a second so but all right but but so you have seen the show though so it's like you know we are starting with like a base of knowledge basically so uh, yes. And the reason I bring that up is because like I could go off on this for a while. My wife and I talk about this constantly and we don't have any other friends that watch this aside from a few friends of mine online. So uh, if I go off, I don't want you to just interrupt me and just be like, OK, honestly, let me ask you this because I could just I don't want to talk for an entire hour about this stupid show. So <laughs> feel free to to stop me at any point and be like, wait, who is that? And I'll go into a whole thing. But um yeah, we we watch a lot of Bravo shows and yeah, Top Chef and Project Runway too are are two completely different things. But this basically now now I know we need to do a top chef episode, so we'll do that uh, at some point later on. But we're talking about Vanderpump rules here, and I'm glad you brought up uh the Real Housewives, because Vanderpump Rules, and we'll I'll explain the stupid title in a minute, is a spin-off of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So basically to give you the whole backstory, Bravo, for those who don't know started out as a, as a channel about uh, like performing arts stuff. Like they used to have performances from the Met or from, you know, the opera house or whatever. Um, My favorite Bravo show going back years was inside the actor's studio where this host, James Lipton would ask actors all these invasive questions about their career and their choices and stuff. And we would ask them all these rando questions. And man, I used to love inside the actor's studio. I could watch that show all day long, but then at some point, and at some point being the hiring of like a man you mentioned before, Andy Cohen, as the sort of uh, I think he was like vice president of development or whatever, Bravo started to kind of change form, and all of a sudden they started putting more time into these reality shows, uh, basically following people around and you know getting into their their petty dramas and stuff like that. And the biggest hit that came out of that was the Real Housewives franchise. So the first real Housewives show. Was The Real Housewives of Orange County, which was an answer to a show called The O.C., which used to be on Fox. Used to be like, uh, you know, all these that was like a Beverly Hills 90210 kind of show, soap opera. The Real Housewives of Orange County was supposed to be like, well, this is how those people in Orange County, California, really live. And they all had these big houses and we're all they were friends, but they always read each other's throats for whatever reason. That St- didn't sound like it should work, but by God, did it work? And it was a huge hit. And it spawned a whole bunch of spinoffs. There was the Real Housewives of New York City, which is still going on, which we still watch. Uh, There's the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I think might actually be the most popular one in terms of ratings-wise. Huge, huge, huge hit. Real Housewives of New Jersey, which we used to watch but became just unbearably stupid. (laughs) We can't do it anymore. Uh, And then there was like uh, Real Housewives of Dallas, of Potomac, of uh, Salt Lake City, which is a popular one now. And eventually they got to the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And that was where we met Lisa Vanderpump. (laughs) Yes. That is her name. Yes. It is ridiculous. Yes. She is ridiculous. She's this British lady. She is, I guess, Sharon (laughs) Osborne very much in that vein. Uh, And her strength on the real housewives of Beverly Hills was a, she was rich as they all are. Doesn't really need to get into why that show would be popular. But uh, she was kind of a shitster and she would, but she would do it in a very British way where she was like smiling and kind of lead, needling you. And then before you know it, the whole season was off the rails in some sort of drama. And again, another big hit for Bravo and for Andy. Lisa's husband is a guy named Ken Todd, not the soccer player. I, I don't know if you, you probably, if you've ever heard of a guy named Ken Todd who's a soccer player. This is not this Ken Todd. I had to look <laughs> this up. Ken Todd is by far my favorite character on the show. He's like a 70 year old guy with rod stewart hair and jeans that are about six sizes too small and he's basically like a teddy ruxpin on batteries that are dying like he just walks around and he kind of mumbles in his british accent by far my favorite character on the show anyway i don't know where he made his money from but one of the things they did and got them rich was they own a bunch of restaurants in la And one of them is called sir s-u-r it stands for sexy unique restaurant terrible name (laughs) and it's a stupid i hate that i know this stuff (laughs) Like I'm laughing because I hate that I know this.
1: Like, I know, I, much, much know about- I thought it was just like a Cal- like a California name. Nope.
0: No. Oh my god. Hey, you could think Big Sur. Sur- you know, no, no. Sexy yeah. Unique Restaurant is what it's called. Um, and so I guess somebody, Andy or whoever, realized- now Andy's not a producer on Vanderpump Rules. Andy doesn't even really work for Bravo anymore. <laughs> he gets a lot of blame for this stuff because he kind of got the ball rolling, but he hasn't been actually an employee of Bravo. He does his show now. Watch What Happens, but he's not like a producer or anything. But somebody realized, wow, everybody who works at Sir is like very young, very attractive. They're all bartenders. And they're all like in weird relationships with each other. They're they're either dating, used to date, somehow slept together, maybe sleeping together while they're dating somebody else. And was like, this should be a show. So there was an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that basically when it ended, it just sort of – sort of following people around, sir. And it was like a backdoor pilot. And people were like, wait, what is going on right now? Who, why are we following wait- waiters and waitresses at sir? And eventually that was the first episode of Vanderpump rules. And so people like myself have been watching <laughs> this entire time. And, uh, that was kind of how the, and again, it became a huge hit right out of the gate. Uh, here's your sports metaphor. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find an Islanders connection for this, but, The way I look at it, and it's very relevant now, is you got to think of Vanderpump Rules almost like the Vegas Golden Knights of this whole thing. It's an expansion team, made up of a bunch of people nobody really ever heard of, was super hot right out of the gate, like came out flying, super popular, really, really successful, and then it hit the skids with a couple of really kind of (laughs) weird decisions, you know, seasons that didn't really go all that well. And now this Scandaval has elevated it to really a very uh, a championship level uh season of reality t v that may not be topped i'm gonna to stop here and ask you, are you with me so far on
1: all of this backstory? <laughs> I had no idea that it was a, a spin off yeah I just thought it was uh you yeah. know some idea concocted by hmm. uh you know andy cohen and, and the fat cats at bravo <laughs> um and I knew, I, I kind of knew the the premise, like you said, like with the the restaurant people. Mm. I've, I've, or I should say, I have deduced it. Yeah. Um. What I don't get is when I watch shows like The Real Housewives, mm. I find some of the characters interesting. This show. I do not. I don't think there's like the there's some substance and some layers to the Real Housewives Mm. characters. At least a few of them, like uh, yeah, some of them
0: are like actors that you've seen before, like in different things. So yeah,
1: yeah. But even so, like you're you're like the ridiculousness of that person Mm. is enough to keep you entertained. Whereas like these people, I don't find. I don't think that they're they're they have any whim or. (laughs) Uh, uniqueness. Like if they, I feel like they are just they were put in a in a like in a lab, and someone clicked the Bravo button and spit them <laughs> out because there's very little to me, mm. at least, and maybe this is naive under the surface, and that's my bone of contention with mm. uh Summerhouse as well mm. because I just I'm like these these people aren't interesting to me. Yeah, watching uh. Dorinda uh, and some of the people from New York and Beverly Hills. I mean, not Beverly Hills, New Jersey. Like, oh, wow. Like that lady looks, she's batshit. Like she is nuts. Like I'm, I'm watching her. She's crazy. She's fully aware that she's crazy. Uh, But it's at least, you know, captivating from that perspective. Yeah. And I hate the other, the other ones because I'm like, I also hate that every, they have every episode has the same structure, which is, Mm wake up you know talk about how like they have an event to go like they just each throw a party every season for the most
0: it's very staged all of these shows these events are very 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 staged
1: it's (laughs) we need to have a party because like my dog just turned five and and then like it's (laughs) the whole point of the party is for someone to fight with another person at the party or to show up when they shouldn't have shown up Um, there's
0: um There's a book to be written about all of the businesses that have been started by people on these Bravo shows that went absolutely nowhere, (laughs) including Vanderpump Rules. Like there was a couple of characters that wanted to start this beer cheese company because like one of their grandmother make like, you know, like cheesy, like dip, you know, pretzels in or whatever. And they their grandma had this great recipe for beer cheese and they wanted to like market it and do it. Never went anywhere. Uh, Two of the characters are now working up to open up a sandwich shop. Maybe it'll go somewhere. I doubt it. Uh, a lady on the Real Housewives of New York City named Sonia Morgan wanted to start her own toaster oven thing because she's known for, like, making food and because she doesn't really cook. So she only uses the toaster oven. Toaster oven thing never went anywhere. This is only a few examples. The only one who actually made it was a lady named Bethany Frankel who was on Real Housewives of New York City who's founded a company called Skinny Girl. Ended up selling it for about $10 million, and you could buy them in supermarkets now, margarita mix, things like that. So she's the only success story, really, of all of these. And Everybody they all, all is... want to be a, in a band or. T- yes, things. they're all. I was going to say the other thing is they're all want to be musicians with no talent whatsoever. Uh, Sandoval has, in fact, a cover band called Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. The band is pretty good. He is absolutely terrible and cannot sing worth a lick. And I, I say that as a person that can also not sing <laughs> worth a lick. And uh, now, because of the events of the show, People basically pay to go see him perform live just so they can yell at him and call him a piece of shit, which must make for a very entertaining concert experience. Uh, I feel a little bit bad for the band members, but, hey, I mean, this is who he is. So Um, You're definitely not wrong that these people are not interesting in the slightest. Individually, (laughs) they're some of the most boring people on Earth. But when you put them all in the same room, uh, especially for the Vanderpump Rules crew, again, you start finding these threads that connect them all. So when the show started, a guy named Jax Taylor was dating a lady named Stassi Schroeder, and Tom Sandoval was dating a lady named Kristen Doty. They had other friends that were kind of in and out. in this friend group, of course, none of them got along. Jax is basically a walking penis. He's a just a, a risible, disgusting human being, <laughs> but he made for compelling television, right? And so his said mistreatment of Stasi uh led to a lot of the kind of uh you know early drama Kristen and Tom again had this very sort of rocky relationship um Jack's also liked to I think he and Tom at the end of the first season may have come to blows, but they were best friends they lived they were roommates together along with another Tom a guy named Tom Schwartz, who we're going to talk about in a second, who was kind of like a tangential friend of whatever he ends up dating a lady named Katie Maloney they end up getting married later on but um in season 2 or 3 Tom Sandoval and Kristen eventually break up and he starts dating a lady named Ariana Max now at the time there was a rumor that maybe Tom and Ariana were hooking up before he broke up with Kristen but Kristen had hooked up with Jax in uh a sexual way and so Tom was already mad but this is the, this is what happens like this is where you, you again individually these people all suck like they're just the worst people on earth but like when you start to kind of pick apart the drama and the connections between them all. And again, they're all working at the same place. They're hanging out at the same places. They have the same friends. It becomes a, like you're constantly, constantly in there in each other's faces. <laughs> and so you're constantly fighting all this stuff all the time. Kristen eventually dated a guy named James Kennedy. We're going to talk a lot about it in a second. But through all of this chaos and eventually Jax got married to a lady named Brittany. They left the show. Stasi got married to a guy named Bo. They also left the show. The basis for the whole show became the relationship between Tom and Ariana, who really seemed to care about each other. They, they were not married, but they lived in a house together. They had a business together. They, she wrote a book and the whole thing. They seemed very supportive of each other, even if Tom is like a try-hard, pick-me weirdo. And Ariana is like basically the coolest girl on Earth. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love Ariana. I think she's great. She's, A, by far the hottest person on the show, number one. But she's like a fun person. Like, she likes to hang out. She likes to play video games. She seems to like want to just hang out and watch Netflix all day. And she just seems like a cool person to hang out with, which made her relationship with Tom, who is just one of the most irritating, annoying morons you could possibly find on television, all the more fascinating. Like, what are you doing with this? I guess he's a handsome guy, I suppose. He looks like, you know, he's trying to like win a Johnny Depp lookalike contest or something. But Uh, anyway, the relationship lasted for nine years, which was pretty impressive. And again, people around them got married or broke up or whatever. They all, we always had Tom and Ariana together. And that was sort of the basis for the show.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: So, I mean, is this, does this kind of concur with what, what you have seen of the show a little bit? I mean, I'm not going to get into all the details about it because they're all dumb,
1: basically, but that's all you really need to know at this point. Uh, Yeah, I kind of... Just from... <laughs> you kind of said what Emily explained it to me. She, when 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 the news broke that you know, like these were the people that everyone thought were were gonna make it out alive, right? And um, but I feel like I've heard her say that about a million couples on these shows, <laughs> right? So right. Uh, then one gets like deported to Italy, and then another one, you know, <laughs> they get cheated on, and like it's just oh, this yeah. is how it always goes, right? Um, and it's you know Mike Francesa always would say that as a radio host you want especially in New York you the, the most compelling radio is when the teams with high expectations underperform so like the Mets yes. this year for example the Yankees I guess this year too Um, it makes your job so much easier and I feel like it's the same with these Bravo shows where the kind of fat cats and producers are just sitting there like can these can these two people have a Terrible breakup already. Like, we need to, yeah, you know, oh, definitely the money is just going to start to come and then eventually it happens, right? Um, yeah, so when you know, watching these these episodes and reunions, uh, the whole time, first of all, I'll I'll say that I didn't know which one was which between (laughs) Raquel and Ariana. Okay, Um, uh, we haven't gotten to Raquel
0: yet, but yeah, yeah,
1: but like, so to me, I was just like, what. I was very confused. Um mm. and then yeah, like they not, not that they all look alike, but they're all the same kind of caricature. Mm. So I was I was struggling in the beginning trying yeah. to figure out you know who was who and and right. I I I think that the, the Sandoval guy is is not good looking. Mm. So, I mean either. Yeah. I don't understand why people thought he was good. I guess you know beauty's <laughs> in the eye of right. the beholder, but um, and yeah. Emily was watching from the beginning. Over, I guess this 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 stuff broke sometime in the winter, and the yes. episodes just aired a couple of weeks ago. But Emily was yeah. watching from the beginning to like get get herself all excited for mm. the, the new season. So she she just restarted the whole show, and I'd catch glimpses and that Jack's guy's just gone.
0: He's gone. Yeah. yeah. He's just
1: like down on the show anymore.
0: Yeah. He, he's gone, uh, him and his wife, both because he became such a toxic presence amongst the fan, the, the friend group that he just had to go. Yeah. Like he was just sucking the oxygen out of every scene. And at one point in his last show or ep- last episode, he tells Lisa Vanderpump that this is his show. Like he literally says that on camera. And I think that was probably the last straw for him. Uh, Stassi and Kristen were let go because they uh, racially bullied another cast member. So (laughs) that was, you know, again, these are bad people doing bad things. But what Ariana had going for her was that she seemed like a generally nice person. Like she was, you know, the kind of person you wanted to hang out with. Whereas Tom Sandoval looks like if you took the Johnny Depp uh, wax statue from Madame Tussauds and left it out in the sun for a little while (laughs) and then came back a little while later, you would have Tom Sandoval. Uh, a couple of other kind of background things to to get into. So you mentioned Raquel before. Raquel is Raquel Levis. Uh she joined the show later on. Uh, like I said, Kristen, who was Tom's first girlfriend on the show, uh, was dating a guy named James Kennedy. By far my least favorite character on the show. The most obnoxious. Yeah, this guy sucks. Just, he's but, awful. And people he's love a, him. He's terrible. He's not now, funny. He's not funny. He's not entertaining. He's not charismatic in any way, shape or form. Now he is a guy, he's a British guy. He is here because um, his father uh, was some kind of record company executive. His mother's an American or whatever. They were friends with Lisa before. So he's in LA. He he wants to be a DJ. He thinks this is his like life's work. And he talks about himself as if he is Quincy Jones, Nile Rodgers, like name any huge music producer, DJ, He talks about himself in this way that is so ridiculous. You can't even stand this guy's ego is completely out to lunch. And he uh, is basically only here because his parents know the lady who runs the restaurant. He has a standing gig there uh, on Tuesdays where he DJs. He calls it See You Next Tuesday. Very clever, very clever. And he talks about this gig as if he's working at Woodstock every week. Like, dude, you're playing at a restaurant on a Tuesday night. For, you know, people that are coming in to, you know, buy the goat cheese, the fried goat cheese balls because they saw you at this place on TV. Like, I don't know what you think you're doing here. He's obnoxious and he's terrible. Uh, and he's only on the show because he was dating Kristen. Eventually they broke up and he starts dating this girl, Raquel. And she was basically dating him to get on the show. It's kind of a whole cycle. Um, and but again, they're all friends. They all work in and around the same place. Eventually I didn't know that all he, stops.
1: he was dating. He so he dated that girl Raquel first.
0: Yes. Yeah. They were engaged. They had a whole thing. And in fact, Sandoval paid for his engagement party to Raquel. This was a whole huh. episode of the show or multiple episodes of the show.
1: Yeah. You didn't know that? No. It was, yeah. It's like kind of like it's one of those element. information overloads. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like when you explain, you know, you know, explaining uh, the NHL salary cap to someone. Or, like, What do you mean they or can't trade NBA this really trade. good defenseman because he makes too much money? Well, and, um, there was just too much going on. I didn't know that. Yeah. I Because the other guy, there's that other guy too. Tom Schwartz. Tom Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Right. Or yeah, he's sort of a side tangential character. Yeah. And because
1: and, and, the guy, the British guy, I'm like, this guy sucks. Like awful. Awful. He's not God. like you said. He's not funny, and he's very. There's no. He has no. Um. He's like non sequitur. He doesn't. Yeah. He just like has outbursts and stuff, and yeah, the the kind of guy where, like. In in the the course of a of a school year, like if you were someone like in like seventh or eighth grade, there there'd always be you know a kind of gaggle of class mm. clowns, and yeah. and there's that one person that would be la- like their shtick was just being loud and saying edgy stuff, and at first like the shock value like makes the class laugh, and then by Thanksgiving break, everyone's kind of like oh, I don't know about this guy or girl, and then mm-hmm. by the time President's Day comes around, everyone just is like, I can't wait to get to a new class, and I hope that this person's not in it because they're just <laughs> not funny. They're just kind of cringy, and that's what yeah. this guy reminds me of—like very yeah. low-hanging fruit, loud, annoying. And then yeah. that other guy, Tom mm-hmm. uh Schwartz, Schwartz. is—I don't—I—I—I I, I just don't—I didn't understand him. Like I just didn't get. Yeah what he was doing i don't know if he was like on the show or whatever right, so uh, but apparently right. he's on the show
0: yeah sorry so, right, so let's yeah let's pause and talk about schwartz so schwartz is sandoval's best friend he again was a roommate another best sandoval friend on jacks yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so very few of these people are actually from california sandoval is actually from st louis uh, uh obviously james is from england a lot of them go- Jax is from michigan Jax is a big red wings fan he was actually at uh that islanders game a couple of years ago when they posted the picture of it and we were like what the hell is jacks from vanderpump rules doing at an <laughs> islanders game it was crazy but big red wings fan and santa and schwartz is from florida and he is basically like i mean to, to go back to your high school example he is the kid who always is giggling and laughing because he's too nervous to like You know, take stock of the situation and be like, you know, if you would be like, you know, Tom, you got a D plus on your term paper or your book report, he'd be like, I, I, I may, may, must have done the wrong, the wrong book. I don't know, you know, like, and he just his reaction to everything is to just laugh and giggle. And believe it or not, for this has actually got him through most of the last forty years of his life. A lot of these people, by the way, they're in the late thirties, early forties. Sandoval, in particular, I think it's like forty two, which is a little crazy, but. He is. This is another guy whose act is worn very, very thin, and is now off. Uh He eventually got married to Katie Maloney, who was one of the servers on the show. At first, Schwartz didn't even work at Sir. He eventually got a job as a busboy there or whatever. But his relationship with Sandoval became the basis for another restaurant owned by Lisa Vanderpump and her husband, called Tom Tom. And like the two of them were like partners. They they basically each put up, I guess, like a 50 grand or something like that to become basically minority partners in this restaurant that borrowed their name. Meanwhile, somehow in their minds, they were opening up a restaurant like they were Emerald or Wolfgang Puck or something like that. Dude, she was just stealing your name to put on a restaurant because people know you from the show. That's it. Like, that was it. That was all they had to do was sit back and take in money. But they thought that they were going to be, you know, the next big restaurant stars. And so they decided to start their own restaurant called Schwartz and Sandy's, the worst name for a restaurant in the history of life on this planet. Um, none of these guys know anything about owning a restaurant. I don't know anything about owning a restaurant either, but at least I'm not trying to open one, right? These guys have no idea what they're doing. They cycle through like kitchen staff and, and managers and, and workers and stuff because they have no idea what the hell they're doing. So this has been a subplot for the last couple of seasons. Last thing before we get to the actual Scandal, which we haven't even talked about yet in, in the first half hour of this show. <laughs> The last thing that we need to worry know is that in the last two seasons of Vanderpump Rules have been terrible. They've been unwatchable, nonsensical garbage. Again, Jax was gone, Stasi gone, Kristen gone. Good, because they were toxic and terrible people, too. But that left a whole bunch of people with really nothing to do. And so the last two seasons have focused around another lady, Sheena Shea, who had a re- marriage, broke up, got together with this other guy, Australian guy, Brock. It looks like sort of... Uh, Jason Momoa's, you know, stunt double or something like that, and the last two seasons have basically been based around their wedding. And if you're like, how can a a single wedding take up two seasons of a show? Well, that's because they have engagement parties and they had one wedding, then they had a big wedding for all the. It's been just dire, terrible, unenjoyable, uninteresting television. And every time I season starts, I'm like, this might be the last one. I can't deal with this anymore. These people suck. And I was expecting that going into this season. But here's what happened. Now that you know the cast of characters, here's what the actual Scandaval is. Basically, this season starts kind of three or four episodes in. We find out that Sandoval and Raquel Levis, who, again, had been James's fiance, had been carrying on an affair for months. And nobody knew this. And in fact, when they shot the entire season of the show, which I guess started... Sometime in the spring and carried on through September, October, nobody knew about this, and so now it's coming out as the show is airing, and people are like, "Wait, what are you talking about? How is this These two people have been sleeping together this whole time, and nobody knew, and it recontextualized everything that we would see on the show in the next couple of you know months going forward, and it made the show about a million times more interesting than it had been before. And it made people very upset. Obviously, Ariana was devastated. Uh, We'll talk about the reunion episodes in a little bit that were filmed after all this had come out. But throughout the whole season, Ariana talks about how Raquel is her best friend and how she would do anything for her. and, And she stuck up for her and helped her out. And Sheena let her sleep in her apartment or something like that. And everybody was trying to take care of Raquel after the breakup of her engagement with James. They were all best friends. Ariana and Tom seemed as solid as ever trying to work through this whole restaurant opening thing. It was like two different shows were happening. You had the show on the air, but then we all had kind of what we thought was going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Cause none of this had come up while the show was being shot. And in fact, there's an, an episode later on where Raquel is asking Ariana all these really weird invasive questions about her sex life with, sandoval which is like why would your friend ask you these weird questions? Turns out after all this came out that entire scene got really re- recontextualized into something else. And uh that's what has made this so fascinating. It's the, basically the concurrent storylines of like what we're seeing on screen and what's happening behind the screen. Um is this where you come in? Is this where Emily is kind of picked up and try to kind of get you into it basically while this is going on?
1: Yeah. And I don't I'm, and she didn't really ever try to get me into it. She's just like this is crazy. You got to watch this like um how i would try to sell someone on now that i'm like got into cricket oh you got to watch this this is this is an an (laughs) incredible situation and um the person's like yeah i'll just you know do it to appease you Mm. but i just i just i still don't understand the big deal (laughs) because (laughs) these people like she's like yeah but she loved him he cheated on her with her friend and i was like yeah they these people do this all the time like yes. I, I still don't know what <laughs> the difference between this one, right, and everything else is, um, because it just is a, a recurring theme on these shows is that yeah these people just do this so that's yeah that's where I always say to her like you lose me there because mm. I don't get what's different about this one from everything else and yeah. she, she she'd explain like oh well they they were together for so long and like like how could he do that to her. And then I would say, like, because that's who these people are, and that's the mm-hmm. basis of the show, is to yeah. watch them treat each other poorly, because <laughs> they are, you know, best friends, but these are strangers who yeah. met at a job, and don't have the, like, when you think about you, you talk about your friend Geo and and like your yeah. your oldest friends, like, you you stick with these people because they've seen you go in and out of different right. phases of life and deal with different problems and celebrate things like these people don't have those, I don't know, badges of honor with one mm. another because they met and very quickly after are said, we're put on a, as you said, very staged mm. television show. Yeah. So the acting right. is, is, is more that like you have to act that this person actually means something to you when they, mm probably don't so you don't really give a shit if you hurt their feelings
0: (laughs) well i again she's not like that's emily's right like this is the whole thing where like they were together for so long and and sandoval had known raquel for a while because she was james's girlfriend for a number of years and so it's you know if, if this had happened to you in in your real life and you had known friends who had been together for 10 years and all of a sudden you found out that one of them was cheating with a friend that they you also knew that had been around for a long time. You'd be like, "Whoa, get out of here, really?" Again, these people have set themselves up for this sort of thing because all of them in most cases have done terrible things to each other. Schwartz uh again was married to Katie, who was another lady on the show, uh not a great husband to say the least uh in in their relationship at all. And so yeah, the relationships are what make the show go, but this one kind of upended all of those relationships all at once. And again, it became you sort of got this Alternate timelines, both working at once where you see you see something happening on TV because it was shot in you know, July or August. But now you're hearing about something that came out in November or December and you're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. So when he says this, this was going on. And <laughs> It was a lot of a lot of all of that.
2: Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. And so all of this came out over the course of, Last couple of months, and then we we were waiting basically for the reunion episode. So at the end of every Bravo season, they have a reunion where people come together, the principal cast members come together, and talk out any of their issues. They do these talking heads throughout the season too, but the reunion is where everybody kind of gets into it. And we all expected this to kind of go off the rails. It was three parts. Really, didn't need to be three parts. To be blunt, the second part was basically like the second Lord of the Rings movie. Not, not a whole lot happens except for like you know, one fight at the end. But uh, the uh, the whole thing was basically by the time the reunion happened, everything was out on the table. And in fact, it was two weeks. That reunion was shot two weeks after the revelations were made public. So Ariana at the reunion is absolutely livid. <laughs> she is peak just pissed off and if you have peacock and you want to watch the uncensored version of this show there's more f-bombs and and every curse word under the sun than you could shake a stick at that all got edited out on bravo but uh it's pretty wild and she's rightfully she's pissed off like her boyfriend of nine years was dating and cheating on her with one of her best friends like it's crazy by that point also sheena who was also friends with Raquel. Uh, yet she had a restraining order against her put in place by Raquel because after this came out, she says Sheena pushed her, uh, punched her. Sheena dies it, whatever. So Sheena and Raquel couldn't be on the set at the same time. So they had to take Sheena off, put her in a trailer, then they bring Raquel out. She gets yelled at. It's it's insane. James is, again, just the worst person on earth. He's He's literally calling these people poopy head. You're a poopy head who lives in a poopy house. And this is a 30-year-old man And I'm just like, this guy needs to be launched into the sun immediately. If I never saw James Kennedy again, I would be the happiest man on earth. There's another lady we haven't talked about called Lala Kent. Another lady who worked at Sir. When she first showed up, she was injected a breath of fresh air into the show. She was a girl who didn't take any shit from these guys. She was just as rowdy and and bawdy as they were. Uh, But then at some point she hooks up with a guy named Randall Emmett, who was a movie producer and a huge, huge, huge piece of shit. Uh, his is a whole other story. There's a whole documentary on Hulu about what a piece of shit this guy is. Basically, he makes those like direct to video action movies where, they, like, you know, they pay Bruce Willis like $10 million to do two days worth of shooting. And then they call it a Bruce Willis movie, but he's only in t- like five minutes of the movie. And then poor Bruce Willis now has had to retire because he's basically got Alzheimer's uh, or a form of Alzheimer's and basically was abused by this man uh, just to exploit him and his picture to put on his shitty movie covers. Uh, and Lala, was with him. She had a baby with him and Lala is one of the other worst people on, on the earth. And I just, I have no, I just have no time for her whatsoever. Um. And so this reunion really went off the rails. Uh, it was too long, but you were able to watch Ariana just lace into these two people, her boyfriend and her good friend. Be, both betrayed her by hooking up behind her back. And uh, it gets worse. There's lots of details again, that we haven't gone into. Like they, basically hooked up while she was away for her grandmother's funeral, which is pretty awful. Uh, Ariana's dog also died, which made her very, very upset. And they were hooking up during that period. And so uh, after the reunion has happened, we found that they have lied basically about this entire timeline and working up for quite a bit longer than they initially said. And again, it just, uh, you know, the, the details just make it much, much, much worse, which is unfortunate. Ariana going in on them with the fury that she did was uh, on one hand cathartic, but on the other hand, it was really kind of a sad thing. And, and all these people are just such phonies and Tom Schwartz sat there trying to like make jokes. And it's like, dude, nobody wants your jokes. They want to be mad. And, uh, and she gave it to them. And uh, of course, most recently we all found out that Tom and Raquel have broken up. So all of this actually uh, ended up being uh kind of uh, a huge mess. And, uh, shockingly they did not have a long-term future together go figure everybody's team ariana there are no people that are team team sandoval because he's a piece of garbage (laughs) so uh when you see hashtag team ariana now you know why that is because everybody loves her she's she seems like really cool and hopefully she can you know uh survive out of this and everybody else hopefully they just i don't disappear into the ether because nobody wants to hear from them
1: i will say that that part was it was fun just to watch uh, ariana just yell at them yeah oh it was beautiful yeah, um, and to, to break the rule of the show again, it, it it would it felt you know like if if you had sat down, John Tavares on a, you know, yep. an episode,
0: yeah, you I know, hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you're right. Kind of
1: the way I would like to have him treated by Cal Clutterbuck, and
0: <laughs> right. I'm I'm picturing it now like a reunion. It's like Andy Cohen in the middle. Or Maybe Brendan Burke, I don't know, in the middle, and then like on on the left side you've got Islanders fans and a couple of Islanders, and on the other side you'd have like Tavares, Kyle Dubas, Friedman, like guys that you know made it sound like he was
1: coming back, and then you would just yell at them like that would be that would be awesome, yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole the whole time I was just watching it trying to figure out because yeah. there was one part where I don't know who said it, but someone was like, yeah, like you guys have all done this stuff, yeah, Andy. Yeah, he's them. like, yeah, so have what... all cheated on each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, what's it yeah. thank you for saying that? Like, why isn't everybody just <laughs> and and the I mean the Tom Sandoval's is... mm. yeah, he's very much a, a black hat. Like he knows how to be a villain. Yeah. You can tell.
3: Mm.
1: He knows what he's doing. Um It yeah, it, I mean it was just a, a bizarre. A lot of times I like to think about Time jumping with with shows mm-hmm. like this, and if you had gone like forty years, like if you if you were sitting down with someone who just watched the first episode of Cheers, ever live,
3: right?
1: And you were like, okay, we're gonna fast forward to Cheers's f- what was it their fortieth anniversary the other day, thirtieth yeah. anniversary of their finale, and you said, oh yeah, like right around the same time that cheer, this is where television's going when Cheers is. 30 years old like Hmm. try to make sense of this the reunion show try to pitch backwards and and just it would be impossible to do but we've gone so far down these rabbit holes as a society now that like this absolutely bizarre concept (laughs) has (laughs) is totally it's like just normal like millions and millions and millions of people are not watch are not only watching it but talking about it all day and mm. talking to their yeah. friends and it's just what's going on it's it is what's going on is yeah. this thing um and and i think part that's part of my issue with getting into it is like wrapping my head around that that um so many people are so infatuated by it and i just can't figure out why yeah you know it's one of those things yeah. where you like when people love something and you're like i don't i don't see it and it almost frustrates mm. you that you can't get it <laughs> like understand yeah. it and and i've always thought that i i i'm someone who can understand and and like appreciate mm. uh bizarre stuff that like 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 the darts or whatever like like that stuff mm. is like wrestling for example right yeah that it's a weird thing and um that's part of the appeal and this is certainly another one like being a, a Bravoholic is a mm. a badge of honor for a lot of people i think <laughs> and to me I, i'm just i just can't yeah. i can't get i can't wrap my yeah my head around it so it it frustrates me more than anything mm. uh, and i do have like moments of clarity with it like and most of the time it is when emily's watching like a real housewives episode and i'll just start cracking up at you know something crazy like there's that there's like one scene that her and my sister and myself always refer and some housewife is just laying on the floor and just going, that's all I wanted. (laughs) And, and it's, it's a tantrum. Yeah. That's what it is. Being broadcasted to. Right. Millions. Like
0: probably, I don't know what show you're talking about, but I'm I'm assuming that the woman in question is probably somewhere between the ages of 45 and 60 years old. Right. Like, like what is that? And it's not, it's not just that, like it's all of them. I mean, even below deck, like, Below Deck has people that are ostensibly working on in the yachting industry, and you'd be surprised at how little work they actually want to do. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, what? You know, what? Oh, I got to clean the toilets. Yeah, that's your job, dude. Like, what do you? But um, yeah, no, I get it. I, it's funny. Um, I was thinking about you know this this episode. I've been putting a lot of thought into this, and and uh hopefully I, I've helped explain things to everybody. Basically, yeah, it boils down to just a guy who was in a in a relationship with a girl for nine years, cheated on her with one of her good friends and, it, and it's and it been broadcast to millions of people and it's been a huge hit and again this has revitalized this whole show even though nobody knows what's going to happen next season like who, who wants to even talk to these people anymore you know why would you even want to hear from them anymore so we don't actually know what's going to happen but uh I was thinking that um at some point we might have to do an episode of uh Dan Explains to Mike the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I have a feeling that for you that's probably another thing that you're just like
1: I don't get this yeah I don't understand. no <laughs> uh yeah i just don't i it's that's and that's the that's where i can just never be won over almost like as much as people <laughs> want me to like it's not it's not like a this isn't like a moral thing no like right it's just like i don't Sometimes get i can't not you yeah exactly yeah. i just can't figure it out i can't figure out why these people that's cool. why people find these people so interesting there was like a time where i'm like all right like a, i would say i watched two episodes of Real Housewives in a row and I'm like oh maybe like I'll get I'll finally Mm -hmm. see this because like see see the light here and then like the next one I was just like this sucks like I'm bored (laughs) and and like I said like the Summer House show and that show Below Deck like I can't I can't it makes me so mad watching it more than anything yeah
0: that's what it is yeah Yeah. that's that and and you talked about the structure the shows are all the same the structure of the seasons are all the same too in that they will have one episode where a bunch of stuff happens, usually an argument that will lead to other arguments. But then following that is basically three or four episodes of absolutely nothing. And like, there are times a lot of the times I'm watching these shows, I'm watching something else. So like my wife will have it on the TV and I'll be watching wrestling or the Islanders. Like a lot of times, you know, Vanderpump rules is on, I guess, Wednesdays. If the Islanders have a game on Wednesday, I'm watching the game and I'm kind of catching what's happening out of the corner of my eye. And a lot of times, and you know, it'll be 45 minutes into the episode and I'll look up and I'll be like, I haven't looked up once. I have paid exactly no amount of attention to this. Have I missed anything? And she'd be like, no, really. And that's just how it is. So, like, when you say this sucked, you know, you watched an episode, you thought it was cool. Then you watch the next one and it sucked. That's kind of by design. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but that's what they expect you to watch and then catch you with another one, like three episodes later of something happening. And then before you know it, six seasons go by
1: and you watch every goddamn episode. It's off yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's because even when like you explaining it to me i'm just Mm. like i i'm still not getting i'm still not getting the answer on why this one yeah matters more than the rest and and like and and you and emily said the same thing like they were everybody was Mm. let's just assume that these were the two yeah that were gonna make it um and they were together forever and it was happening. Behind everyone's back, and nobody had any idea, or whatever. I'm like, I I still don't yeah. get it because I'm like, this is a recurring theme. So
3: Right.
0: There there is an actual answer to that. <laughs> and uh and I can I can explain it to you. So the reason this matters rather than any of the other things that they've done not mattering is because this was like In our, I think it's just a matter of the time. Uh, We spent nine years with Tom and Ariana and they started dating on the show, went through all these ups and downs on the show. We started watching Raquel date James on the show. This whole thing went on on the show. We saw them break up on the show and it became sort of. Us like it became part of our lives watching all this happen. Whereas when stuff happens out off camera or before the show, that stuff doesn't really matter as much. And like this was, I think our time investment uh was really the kind of big thing that separates that from a lot of the other scandals and things that have happened in the show. This, like you said, this scandaval as it's been called, uh, has been a hugely popular thing. People have started watching the show that maybe didn't before. Tons and tons and tons of stuff have been written about it. I've been reading about it because I can't get enough. And Vulture, the website Vulture.com, is right on top of this stuff. They have a guy named Brian Moylan who calls himself Dame Moylan. He is the uh, founder of the Real Housewives Institute uh, of the Reality Television Arts, he calls himself. And he has all these, these different names for these people and stuff. And he's, he's basically the number one guy on, on, as far as breaking this stuff down and I'll put a bunch of links into the article here if people want to go and read more about this, but there was an article event vulture called by uh, a lady named Roxana Hadidi who got to the point of Sandoval and he, he put up this sort of half-hearted defense of what he was trying, you know, what he was thinking. I, he, I mean, Sandoval tried to paint this as like him and Raquel having this really authentic connection with one another and, and how they, you know, it wasn't just a hookup. They, they really are good for each other. And like Ariana hadn't, really been part of his life and had been you know kind of being becoming separated from him and what's funny is that if you go back and look at video of him breaking up with Kristen on the show he was basically saying the exact same things which basically destroys whatever credibility he may have had and uh, again it's sad to watch this guy try to use these lies for a second time but it is uh, very entertaining that the editors of Vanderpump Rules all deserve Emmys it's kind of a consensus among the fan base that They they are part of what makes the show very entertaining is turning all of this hypocrisy back on these people in a very, very entertaining way. So bravo out there uh, to all of the uh, editors at Vanderbump Rules. So anyway, at the reunion, Sandoval tries to make the case that he and Raquel uh, really have this great connection. But the problem is we didn't see any of this. So, like, without us seeing it, we don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to see it. and basically what Roxana Hadidi said in this article on Vulture was that Sandoval's greatest misstep was thinking that he could craft his own narrative within an episodic reality TV format that accumulates character development over time and that can break the fourth wall by pinpointing those same characters flaws and mistakes like he does not he doesn't get to decide what we think because we already think what we think (laughs) because we've watched this guy and so that's how that's why this is different it's because we have put our time into these people invested time And now we've had the rug pulled out from from under us, not to the same degree that Ariana has, but uh, that's basically it. Like all these other little petty bullshit things kind of pale in comparison to a nine-year relationship that we just saw get chopped in half. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and once again, it feels very much like Tavares.
0: Yep. Yeah, basically.
1: Which is, maybe that's why I don't don't like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't know if there's anybody like really... I don't know, hoping that he stays or now everybody just wants to see Sandoval gone. Basically, So
3: yeah,
1: no, we're yeah. all rooting against him.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. You know, I, all this time I've been looking for an Islanders connection. It was right in front of me. I didn't think <laughs> You're right. Oh so, yeah. Man. So that's that. Uh, I'll put in some other links. Also, if you want to hear much better podcasters talk about this, you should check out, watch what crappens it's by two guys named Ronnie Karam and Ben Mandelker. We listen to it all the time. They cover all the Bravo shows and it is absolutely hilarious. They do voices. They're both very, very funny. They do live shows. They, this is their job. <laughs> they do a great job. It's called watch what crappens. And, uh, it's uproariously funny. I put it on at work sometimes and it just cracks me up. My, and then we'll listen, my wife will listen to it. I'll listen to it. And then we'll talk about what they talked about talking about the show. So
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered dot It's
1: my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: So there you go. So uh, on a scale of 1 to ten, one being just as confused as ever and 10 being like, I understand completely now. Where would you say you are in terms of the scandal? Ball?
1: <laughs> I'm probably like a four okay yeah right. like i got the, i got i there was some 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 stuff like I didn't know about the British guy and the other girl yeah. and mm-hmm. um but like i said i i got the the hardest thing i'll have well there's two it's twofold the heart the two hardest things that i'll i'll have i'll probably never be able to reconcile <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> and Scandaval is that right. I don't, I still don't because I wasn't along for the ride get yeah. uh, like the surface. I'm looking at it from the surface. What's the difference between person A and person B cheating on person C, then person C and E cheating on person F because all those things happen on the show. Like, yeah. Um, and then the other thing is like just the, the fact that you know going into it that these are similar, like relatedly, like these aren't good people, and you know that yeah. at the beginning, like it's part of the social contract of the show. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch yeah. shitty people act shitty mm. on TV, and then when they act shitty, being surprised, surprised. by it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's true. yeah. Those are the things that like I just you know, yeah. I'll just never yeah. uh, I'll never be able to figure out. I guess, I guess
0: the other thing too, is that like, it was two people acting shitty against a person who seems much, much, much less shitty than they are.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like, maybe. That but dude. she's dating someone who everyone hated.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we we're all like, what is going on? And even, even when we was with James, we we're all like, man, she could do better than this guy. He's like abusive and, and just obnoxious. And just like, why would you want to spend five minutes with this person? Let alone five years. Like it's just, so yeah, no, you're right. But that's the way all those Bravo shows are. You, we talk about it real quick. Uh, Housewives of New Jersey, we don't watch anymore. But I remember I will never forget watching the first episode of that show thinking like, oh, wow, look at that. They're doing a Housewives show right here. Not in our town, obviously, New Jersey, but, you know, a much nicer town. And uh, you mentioned the guy who got deported to Italy. That was Joe Judice, <laughs> who uh, famously got uh, deported for not paying his taxes. And uh, the first episode of that show, they were redoing him and his wife, Teresa, who's still on the show, uh, were redoing their house basically in all marble course because why wouldn't you do it? not in all marble. And uh he had to pay these construction guys and he pulls out of his pocket a wad of bills, no joke, the size of a softball.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like just out of his pocket, he starts peeling off like hundreds to pay these guys and my wife and I looked at each other and went like that guy there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> like that's not that's not right. And uh sure enough, you know, years later he ends up getting deported for not paying his taxes. So uh, yeah, these we on we know they're terrible people. That is the contract, but uh, sometimes they can surprise even us. That's all <laughs> I can say. So there you go. Well, whew, man, and, we, and and that's the other thing. The insidious thing about all this is that this is all nothing, and we talked about this for an hour. <laughs> so
3: like
0: that's the way that's the way they get you. It's crazy before you know it, the blink of an eye, years have gone by, and you're like, I can't believe Tom cheated on Ariana, and it's a whole thing. So it's crazy. And see, it's happening right in front of our eyes. I thank you so much for listening. We thank you so much for listening. This has been. A, uh, maybe our most anticipated episode of Country Club Atmosphere. So what I'm going to do is after a while of being a Patreon exclusive, I'm going to put this out on the uh, the main feed. I have some friends <laughs> on Twitter that also watch the show that have wanted to hear, uh, hear us talk about this for a while. So I'm going to throw that out there. And, uh, you know, hey, if you're listening to this on the free feed and you like Mike and I goofing around about stuff that's not <laughs> has nothing to do with the Islanders, sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety for more. We did episodes on movie theaters and uh, and uh, working nights in New York City. And next time, this is where I get to be the student and you get to be the teacher. Because the next time we do Country Club Atmosphere, next month, I want it to be, Mike teaches Dan how to read betting odds. Because I have no idea how they work. <laughs> and I want to know. Just again, for, for knowledge purposes, you know, I don't, I don't plan on starting betting anytime soon, but I want to know what a team being plus 220. Is. I have absolutely no idea. So there you go. Yeah, I'm looking I forward wait. to it. That'll be great. Uh, and I, I, can't wait. I get to be the student. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on Bravo banner pump rules, Scandaval or anything else?
1: <laughs> uh, the one thing I, I will say is that, you know, there, there, it, and maybe this is part of it, it too, is like, it's, it's, it's clearly like a club of, that I'm not a member of. And <laughs> like, maybe that's part of It's like just jealousy that I can't see the light of this club. And like, it's, and I have a lot of, you know, obviously I've loved ones in it and, and people who mm. I really enjoy speaking with mm. and watching them talk with other people about it and like watching the passion that they talk about. It, it probably is like when Emily watches me, you know, meet a stranger and they'll be like, mm. Oh yeah, you know, I'm from Vancouver. And then I'll spend 45 minutes talking to that person about the Canucks and the Islanders and <laughs> trying to explain to them, you know, yeah. the, why John Tavares leaving you know right. was it was very cowardly Straticy. in fact yeah and right. she'll be like well, you, you know you spoke to that person like with with this such vigor and whatever mm. and you know why yeah. why don't you talk like that to you know this person or that my friend or this or that and i'll be like well you know it's just it's one of my passions i guess so like there it's just go. what it is and i feel the same way when she's talking to someone about um you know the the lady from Real Housewives of Utah that got arrested.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I See, so we don't watch that, but I followed that story too because yeah. I get it. Like I get it. I'm I'm in there. Even if I don't watch a show, I get it. But yeah, that's what it is. It's if you if it, it, something is about it, it's hooked you. Then that's great. And again, I, I just my family and I just saw the Flash yesterday because when a comic book movie comes out, I go see because that's just how I'm wired. <laughs> and so you know the 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 wiring for the Bravo shows has not uh has not been installed in your operating system so uh you know you're you're off the hook but at least now you're a little bit more uh you know informed than you were before so exactly. I'll take that as a <laughs> victory and thank you all again for listening we really appreciate it thank you for for your support on our patreon and uh that's about it until next uh, next time we'll uh keep the country club open all right we'll talk to you later bye bye